This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. David Housel described it best. We are living the Auburn experience, the whole of the Auburn experience. So many things fall within that places, people, concepts, but at its heart, at its core, it's all about our sports, all about the culture, and all about the Auburn family. And we are back on episode 42 to discuss that Auburn experience. Back with me again as your host, Kyle Loomis, the uh, co-host extraordinaire, the master of all things, coordinating episode numbers with former players, even if they're very hard to find. <laughs> Scott, back in the saddle. What's up, buddy? What's up? And yes, uh, no matter how hard it is, I strive and I strive week after week to make it for you, our listeners, an associate number with our podcast episode. 42 is not easy, Kyle. 42 <laughs> is not easy at all, uh, especially when you don't have as much time to research as you I was, think I, you Can might. I pull the curtain back a little bit? <laughs> you, sure. We, listen, so partially it, it's a little bit all-encompassing all people. My fault, too, because I, this technically would have been 43 because last week we thought we were going to be able to do 42. Our schedules didn't work out. So Austin's mind had already moved on to 43. And I think <laughs> we all know what he was. You know, I can only imagine the speech oh, yeah. that oh. you have prepared, but your homework's done <laughs> for next week. You know, correct. Correct. <laughs> it, it, um, you know, I, and I'd be lying if I said that I wasn't a little bit relieved. I wouldn't have to go through 42 because it was knowing a little bit difficult. Uh, anyway, 42 is going to, our episode 42 is going to be dedicated to, we do have a couple individuals. We have Jacob Von Eschenbach, a former yeah. walk-on linebacker, current 42 on the Auburn football team, Kyle Vaccarella, who's a long snapper. That's a good one. All these guys are kind of unsung heroes and 42 in the Auburn world. You know, we could go outside and we could talk about Jackie Robinson, but we'll go with 42 in the Auburn world is kind of the unsung heroes and so episode 42 is dedicated to all our unsung heroes out there. That's, that's the best we're getting this week. And I'd like to also put a you know call to action to listeners and viewers out there, depending on how you're consuming this content this week. If you can remember or find a 42 that Please. you're screaming at us that how did you forget this? I, I literally feel like there's one out there that I should know, and I'm blanking on it too. So feel, feel free. You know, you know, we'll have our contact information at the end of the show. Obviously, at E2C Network anywhere, and uh, you can let us know what we should have talked about in episode 42. Please. Uh, but numbers aside, let's, with the last part of this segment, talk about a little Auburn potpourri. We're not going to hit everything since we were off last week. We're going to try to hit some of the high points that happened. I already know this is on top of people's minds. We got two commitments for football. For those of you waiting on the videos on the YouTube channel, those are coming. I was on vacation. Please forgive me. Uh, D'Angelo Barber. Uh, a linebacker and Malik Blockton, a defensive lineman, more specifically, most likely a defensive tackle. So the defensive side of the ball was much added to this week. And I imagine that made everybody very happy. Any thoughts yeah. on those guys? No, absolutely. Two in-state guys. And uh, that's always big. You know, when these guys aren't the five-star guys, no one's claiming that. Uh, doesn't mean they couldn't get there, you know, with se strong seasons upcoming. Um, but it's in-state guys that you don't want going off uh, to other places. I think D'Angelo Barber was looking heavily at Arkansas. Malik Blockton was looking heavily at Texas. 
those are guys, if you want them, if you value them the way the Sovereign staff seems to rate them on their own board, which is really the only board anybody should care about, then we are happy they're staying in state and coming to Auburn. Um, and so and you always like the in-state guys to feel a little more pride um, being on Auburn or Alabama. In this case, mm-hmm. obviously, we're thankful they're at Auburn. And so um, two good prospects for this defense that Ron Roberts is trying to build up. Um, and we'll see them hopefully make an impact at Auburn here in a couple of years. Yeah, I'm excited to finally uh, sit down and get all my research in order for those videos because I, as much as I enjoy doing those commitment videos just for the sake of I know it's content that everybody wants, I enjoy learning about these guys in the background and kind of discussing what might be they what might they bring to the table. So we'll be have, having those come up, more discussion about those coming up here at E2C Network in a variety of ways. More Auburn potpourri for you to talk about. I, I can't go much further without discussing this. The interesting nature of this week for me, I cannot go on vacation without craziness happening. Um, <laughs> there's, It was just a lot more than I was anticipating. I knew a commitment was coming this week. I didn't expect two. But then there was this whole thing of threads becoming a reality. A oh, new boy. competitor to Twitter and what's worse than Auburn Twitter, <laughs> Auburn Twitter 2.0 deciding to invade. When I say worse, I, you know, I say that in a loving fashion. Uh, but we saw a not a complete migration, but a major migration uh, to use both of those now Auburn Twitter, Auburn threads and cross posting and share. I'm just confused now, Austin. How do we keep track oh, of this? Aren't we, we, we can't when we won't. And uh, yeah, but it was. You know, the whole Threads experience seems to be an interesting one to start. I think there's a lot of things we got to figure out, uh, us as the consumer, them as the developer. Um, and so it'll be interesting. It's another place for the Auburn family to get crazy and get wild. Um, and it, there's no doubt that that will happen. So we'll see how the Auburn experience transcends and transcends onto Threads. Um, but it's one everybody should be looking out for. That's for sure. I don't know that Mark Zuckerberg was ready for Auburn Twitter <laughs> to invade threads the way they did. Look, I'm not naive to not think that there's crazy fan bases, even outside of sports that all invaded too and just mess things sure. up, you know, but Auburn Twitter is a thing. Like Disney it. people. I mean, Those really, I mean, people. these weird Disney people that, you know, do other things for content about yeah i don't know who those people are anyway um yes that was interesting to follow interesting to have to scramble uh to create an account for myself for e2c so we are on threads at e2c network please come and find us and uh, hang out with us there too you'll see similar content to twitter but we'll try to mix it up a little bit you know i did like that and i'm sure you did too as the mastermind behind the entire e2c network i was i rushed over there not knowing if i would ever get on threads or not to make sure i got my handle austin g scott i'm sure you were wondering can i I gotta get e2c network before some rando gets it you know that would have ulterior motives thankfully it's connected through instagram so you already had it and i already had mine but that was my very first thought is like oh my gosh that's another thing i gotta make sure i have my handle for but you more importantly i mean you're you're trying to make sure the business stays cohesive. Yeah. 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 Don't remind me. 
it was it was entertaining. I had something uh, on the beach to entertain me when I was not in the water and getting burned. Speaking of which, that's the next big thing. I wanted, I, if I haven't mentioned, I went on vacation. Uh, but I always like to talk about when we do things that can be maybe unconventional in the Auburn experience. Talk about them, like if we go somewhere and and have a war eagle moment and things like that. I always think that we have some of the best experiences down at the beach because it's especially if you go. I went to Gulf Shores slash Orange Beach. It's Alabama. It's still the state of Alabama, and you know, yeah. obviously, a lot of our fan base comes down that way, and others too. Um, I will say, I was slightly underwhelmed with the representation for Auburn um, at the beach slash surrounding areas now again i'm on vacation so i'm kind of trying to check out a little bit too but i feel like i noticed it a lot more the one thing i do remember was at this place called uh i'm gonna give them a shout out the the gulf actually it's like a open air dining area down right on the the bridge going to perdido mm. that that area um yep. saw a tumors lemonade shirt and i just could not get the go. guy's attention to say that's one of the best t-shirts auburn has around so <laughs> you know it's the one with obby smiling with the lemon oh, yeah. in his mouth so i was like oh man that's my people right there i don't remember seeing an auburn tent uh, at all oh, wow. on the beach um i'm sure there were a few t-shirts here and there but outside of that it's a little underwhelming i mean what's going on are we just not going to the beach anymore i mean that's pretty surprising um yeah, I, I think we've talked before. I don't remember how much or what we were really talking about in relation to, but how we've talked before about, you know, going out and seeing different other fan bases. Um, yeah. That's something my brother and I have been doing for years when we go on vacation is keep a list of all the fan bases we see. Uh, we usually collect a lot at the beach on walks. So you didn't see a tent on a on a walk on the beach at all, an Auburn tent at all whatsoever. I, I, that's why I kind of said, I'm sure there's sure. some I passed, but to me, we are so bold with representing ourselves that yeah. it's hard to miss. And it's hard to miss orange on white sand beaches in an yep. coast, you know, everybody, well, I shouldn't say everybody. I think feel like red blends in more, you know, LSU sticks out too, gold yeah. and purple. Like those are probably the three fan bases you see the most in that area. So I, I don't know. I just kind of expected more. And I, I expected to be posting more about things I'm seeing there. And I was like, you know what? Outside of the tumors lemonade guy, that was like the most interesting thing I saw or exchange or things like that's that. surprising. That is surprising. I'm, uh, I'm a little bit bamboozled. I know. Well, hopefully <laughs> next year when I make my annual trek down there, we will have yeah. better experiences, but at least I saw something Auburn down in the Gulf Shores, orange beach uh, area. One thing I do want to acknowledge before we move on to our first major segment as of this moment, the MLB draft is ongoing. Uh, we will be monitoring that. We probably will discuss that next week, depending on how big a MLB draft um, we have this year. There's some good prospects in there for Auburn, some very prominent ones. So we will watch fervently and talk about that on a next episode. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're going to talk about sellouts, Auburn tickets. 
selling out. Not just Auburn tickets. Auburn season tickets are now officially sold out for the 2023 season. Let me remind you, folks, this is after two years of abysmalness, two coaching transitions, and not much to go off of other than recruiting in the Hugh Freeze era. Because let's be honest, that A-Day, not a lot out of their control, but it was pretty boring. Season tickets sold out. More details to discuss there in that. But Austin, talk to me about this. How is this possible? Are we just that eager to get back to something new in Auburn football? Yeah, I mean, it's exciting, and you have to give the hats off and certainly credit to the coaching staff for having such a you know vibrant offseason with recruiting, with just being out in the community, stirring up a lot of energy and excitement. Um, and then I think you have to give credit to John Cohen and his the staff he's put together of really making ticket sales a big priority, and um, the Auburn families responded, and I think that's fantastic. Um, I was super interested, and em- my wife Emily and I were talking about this, how is this just now happening? How is this the Thank record you. that is just now happening? And thankfully, I did find an answer. And and someone else much smarter than me, I think it was Justin Hogan said it on three posted yeah. a free article you can I think check I know out. What you're talking about. And they, Auburn has sold out their season tickets before. It's just that more have become available, which makes a lot of sense. You've in the past, there's been the amount of season. You take the entire amount of seats in the stadium, right? Right. And you take out. The student section, the, like you t- minus the student section number, which is about 18,000, I think, yeah. roughly. You minus, and then you subtract the largest possible visitor allotment. So in the odd years, like this year with Alabama and Georgia, those are the biggest visitor allotments Auburn gives out to those schools for them to sell on their own. In the past, that's been roughly about 12,000 tickets, which right. is a lot i did not realize it was that many over the years because of just people have nicer tvs people have a better experience at home so and so people aren't going to away games as much that number has come down to about eight thousand, give or take and so because of that you have four thousand more tickets that you can sell as season tickets right to auburn family members which is fantastic we'd rather have them in those seats anyway and so that's how they've been able to sell more season tickets so the number of tickets minus, I guess, the biggest allotment this year, which you could think of, say or think about as 8,000, then minus the student section of 18,000 is the new record of student season or student. I mean, so I'm sorry, season ticket holders that Auburn has now sold, which makes more sense, but is still nonetheless a record and super exciting. And sh- not, I don't want to say shocking, but it's kind of shocking given the last couple of years. Yeah. What is going into this new era? Now, I think shocking is fine to say because it's two levels of shock that you brought out. Yeah. The fact that it's happening in the context of what's been going on of late, but also hasn't Auburn done this before? And I found myself since I've become an Auburn content creator focusing a lot on the way things are worded, phrased, mm-hmm. graphically expressed to yeah. read between the lines and read what's not being read, sometimes to a fault. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you and I have had some conversations where I'm like, is this is this happening? Am, am I interpreting this right? But like when they started promoting this, I was like, why are we making I feel like we've sold this out before. Like, has this yeah. not? Ha- and yes, as you've expressed, it has happened. But as things are adjusted, changed, times have changed. People's desires to be in a stadium, home, visitor, otherwise change. 
obviously that can affect records and things like that. But when you combine all that together, this is absolutely incredible. I mean, this shouldn't be happening right now. Auburn season tickets, 63,500,000. Am I saying that wrong? (laughs) No, I'm picturing the number in my head. I got you. 63,500. Why am I blanking on how I would say. 63,500. Thank you. Tickets have been sold. Yes, sir. <laughs> I've been on vacation. Please yeah, forgive that's what me. We'll put it at. Those tickets are now sold. I am proud to say that I. This is what we all want to know. This is I, what we all want to know. Did Kyle make time, it? For the first time, am a season ticket holder to Auburn football. Yes. Boom. My wallet is now very light. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I will be. I, well, I, I say I have a ticket to every game. I expect to be there, rain or shine or other circumstances. But uh, most of you know my know me and know what I do here. I'll be on campus regardless. Uh, but I'm excited to be here for a year where you couldn't ask for maybe um, a better setup to the Hugh Freeze era and to have season tickets be sold out. You've got Georgia. You've got Alabama. That's the right. last time annually you will host Mississippi. Ole Miss, um, Arkansas, excuse me, not Arkansas. I get that a little bit mixed up. LSU will be part of not the home schedule, but part. And this is I'm, even just the home part of it has got so much yeah. to look forward to this year. And it's kind of odd because outside of Auburn, uh, excuse me, Alabama and Georgia, you're like, well, you know, it's really hit or miss if Ole Miss or Mississippi State are going to be worthwhile games because you don't know how, what they're going to be like. But this year, with the history of the last time, that makes it. A hot ticket. So the reason I purchased the tickets this year is because I realized my normal strategy of finding them the week of or maybe two weeks before may be a little bit more difficult and a little bit more pricey <laughs> this year. You think maybe that was so. a smart decision? I think you were smart to go ahead and jump on in and and uh you know you're you're one that has now donated to the Almighty Tigers Unlimited Foundation. So con- congratulations, Kyle, on your wallet becoming uh, much more less of a uh, have presence in your pocket. Not that it was before. Let's be honest. <laughs> I mean, I am doing from a broadcast studio in a spare room <laughs> in my house. But that if you ever needed to know <laughs> how Kyle is doing financially, just know that fact. Well, one day, you know, I see some of these other content creators, Auburn and not out there with their big studios now. And I'm like, that's when you'll know that things are going well. <laughs> that's Trust right. Me, we're far from that point, but that, that'd be the goal one day. I have many like dreams and ideas about like what the studio will look like, where would it be located in Auburn and all that stuff. But like I the heyday market mm. that we're still, we're still open. <laughs> heyday market. Just let us know. We do, I think part of the problem is we've got to actually broach the topic with them yeah. and have a day that we can actually meet up together there. So we'll, we'll yeah. work on it. There's many things that I'm, I'm talking about and discussing, but that's not what we're talking about. In this we're talking about no. season tickets being sold <laughs> out. Uh, kudos to the staff. Um, I'm Rhett Hobart is one that I, I would Correct. give a shout out. I know that's very much in his purview and he has a team of people that have been here promoting this without that. I'm blanking on all their names. That's just one that's right at the top right there. Uh, just an incredible job pushing this and making people feel like this is something that you need to be on board with this year. 
and not just for the sake of selling tickets. I mean, that's their job ultimately is to get butts in the seat to have that experience. But this is an incredible feat and Auburn fans should take pride in this. You're going to see people making fun saying, oh, they're really desperate. Like it's going to happen. Take pride in this Auburn family. This is a big, big deal this year. That's right. Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm proud, excited, a little worried about my wallet. But regardless, <laughs> I'm going to be happy to be there and hopefully see you some this season, sir. Oh, I think I think we're going to be able to make it happen some this season. Um, hopefully get the boys there, too. Man, I totally forgot. I meant to send you a picture that you could put up uh, on our live stream here. And, and the other people on just listening to our episode would have to miss out. But. Uh, we got a picture of the boys in each some Auburn gear this this week, and uh, it is is quite cute, if I must say so myself. Um, so we'll have to we'll have to leave that. But talking about season, we there is a game that we're hoping the boys can go to, and we're hoping and praying that it's going to work out for that day um, as their first game, which we will definitely talk about if that comes to fruition. What might that be? What might that be? Should, what game? Yeah, what game? Well, it has to check a lot of boxes here. We have to get a lot of get. We it can't be that hot, and it can't be. So the first game, half of the season is done. Correct, and it cannot be a game where I'm going to be terribly sad. We're leaving after the first half of the first quarter. Okay. So, so that, that's another light quarter gone. We're yeah. looking in. We're hoping that maybe that game before the Iron Bowl, the game before Thanksgiving, is uh, if the weather aligns, uh, could be a good one for the boys to experience Jordan here for the first time. So if you, like me, are now a season ticket holder and you want to see overload of cuteness, mm. come with us to maybe that, <laughs> around that time, that game. Make sure you're there right. in your season ticket seats. And who knows, they might end up on the Jumbotron because they're so dang cute. Oh, I mean, my dream. What is it? The Simba cam? Yeah, there you go. Emily yeah, and I both just holding it. You got to do two. <laughs> I think it would. Oh, it'd be great. It'd I be would great. pay but, for season tickets just <laughs> for that. That does it for me. <laughs> I'm all in. We'll see if it happens. But, uh, you know, if it does, there's going to be 63,500 people that will uh, will definitely witness it. So for sure, at least that many. Yep, it definitely will. It's going to be a fun time either way. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's talk about finally our ongoing, mm. I guess we'll call it a series at this point because it is three-part topic yep. of wrapping up the 2022-23 athletic calendar year. Uh, Previous episodes, we have done the fall. I believe we took a break and then did the winter and then obviously took a a kind of an unscheduled break uh, last time. So it's kind of like a week gap in between in each of those. But if you're interested in hearing about the fall sports, the winter sports, um, check those out. Now, some of the ones that we talk about here kind of encompass the entire year. So 
just that we know that going in, we're talking about the spring, but some of them aren't ultimately truly spring sports. We're just yeah. dividing it up best the way we can. We have a lot to get through tonight, so sit tight. Uh, a lot of diamond sports here are going to be discussed, but I want to mention one off the top, and we're not going to be able to go into a lot of detail on all these, but I at least want to talk about them and at least mention them. First off right here, I'm going to talk about tennis and how they ended the year. Men's tennis had a pretty good year, uh, did make it to the NCAA opening rounds, but fell to Cornell in those opening rounds. And then for the women's tennis team, they did make it into the NCAA tournament and went a lot farther, beating FIU, Miami, but ultimately losing to NC State uh, in that NCAA tournament. So that is for tennis. Uh, we'll hopefully talk about them some more down the line, but we got to move on to some other things. You want to do baseball or softball first? What do you want to do, Austin? Um, Take let's your talk about play. softball. Let's talk about softball. First. The softball ladies, your final record for the ladies of the diamond 43 and 19. Conference record 15 and nine um, with a pretty decent year. And the great thing that I love, not about just softball, but baseball too, is they kind of felt like they peaked both or were peaking at the same time, maybe dipping. Right. A little bit. So it was kind of riding the wave together of all these different things. Some big moments. They did end up uh, in the NCAA tournament at the Clemson regional. We did talk a little bit about the, how oh, frustrating yeah. it was to be there a little bit, but I say softball 2023, Austin, what comes to mind for you? Um, you know, I th like you mentioned, I think there was a peak um, that was super exciting, and it, it seemed like this team was gaining a lot of momentum. Um, it's it's hard for me not to think about going to Clemson Regional and not getting out of the Clemson Regional again, even though you get all the way to force that last game and just not being able to do it, um, which really stinks. And uh, we talked about it at length about how then Clemson went on to play Oklahoma. We knew where that was, um, where that was going no matter what. Uh, but still just, you know, this team is, since the hiring of Mickey Dean, this team struggled to get past the regional round. Um, and I, I say that cautiously because Auburn softball was really, if we're being completely honest, an afterthought. 10 years ago right. and it was you know getting to the ncaa tournament was a, a pipe dream um for a for a period there and so i think that it's cautious expectations to go even higher but um, that's kind of what people expect we've we've talked about season we just talked about season tickets of football there was a big season ticket jump with softball a lot of interest during those war, women's college world series years um and so i think auburn people are eager to get back there um the philosophy and the players that coach Mickey Dean has brought in are, have been extremely successful. Um, there's been some, some tough draws, um, but still I think this program can get there. They just need to take that next step and it didn't happen this year. Um, and unfortunately they lost some, you know, key pieces for next year and have already kind of reloaded and tried to find new pieces for uh, next season. But this, this program, I think a lot of Auburn people want it to take the next step. Yeah, um, it's just a matter of, of seeing if it if it comes sooner or later. You know, I, I think there's been some um, up and down trepidation, maybe uh, with 
yes, Mickey Dean under leadership, and that's not my opinions on it necessarily, but I think if you're following on social media, you'll see some of those opinions being shared out there. And it's yeah. easy to question too, when you see stars, Brie Ellis leaving and some things with that, I would remind folks, there's a lot of nuance to that conversation that is hard to really have on a social media platform. Uh, to be fair to both sides. So I hope people do Correct. remember that. Um, but what, I mean, he just hired a brand new assistant coach. So uh, it looks like we are going to be still heading in the same trajectory. And I would say if we're, I know we're talking about last season, but this feels like it is the time this season to take the next step. And there's plenty yeah. of talent still left, plenty of talent uh, coming in. And uh, there were some big moments this year. You know, Maddie Pinta had herself a year. Mm, <laughs> I mean, yes, you know, if we, if we forgot she was Maddie Pinta, she made it clear that she is Maddie Pinta and she didn't forget <laughs> about that. You know, that's right. that's, that's people right. who follow the softball season know what we're talking about there. Um, I am still very proud of this softball team, uh, despite maybe the frustrations of not getting past that initial round. Maybe, you know, just once NCAA tournament, you could not send us to Clemson. That'd be great. Like just, it would be lovely. That, I look, it's great. It's close by. Auburn fans travel well. It makes it super easy for us. And, and we did. But let's go somewhere else. I mean, for crying out loud, Let, let's go to Florida State. If you want to send us there a couple, you did that in baseball a lot. So let's just yep. go, let's do it in softball for a few years now. Uh, either way, uh, we'll watch this season eagerly uh, because I do feel like this is one of those years that um, is going to be needed to take the next step, but I think they're poised to do so. Um, let's talk about one of the other uh, actual pairs of programs, too, that I want to mention, uh, men's and women's golf, how they finished on the year. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, Austin, and listeners, viewers, that it's hard to kind of really capture the picture of how well some of these programs do in just a small snippet. And with our time constraints, so I want to stress that too. Men's golf did make it to the NCAA championship and ultimately out of those 30 teams, there finished 10th overall, uh, but they were battling the entire time. And I want to add here, it's basically a given at this point that Auburn men's golf makes it to the oh, yeah. national stage, to the NCAA championship and not just the men, but the women, which was a kind of shocking because they only made it, uh, they didn't make it out of the San Antonio regional. Usually yeah. we're talking about the women's team and the men's team these days, both making it into the championship round with that group uh, play, but um, still very proud of their year. And I think we're still well positioned in both of those programs to do great things in the coming year build off what we did this season. Let's talk about the other diamond sport baseball, the one that captured the hearts and minds. Again, mm. you and I have, this one feels like, how are we recapping? It's just like with softball. I this, I've, we just been talking about this in the most recent episodes. I say baseball to you, Austin, what comes to mind for 2023? Oh, the, um, the win streak, the win streak that they were on to end the year. Um, and the, the amount of SEC series wins that they were going on. Um, how can you not think about the LSU weekend? Um, how can you not think about, you know, the countless guys who stepped up in big moments? Um, you've got, you know, Cole Foster and um, old Bobby Barrels. I mean, Bobby uh, guys, guys that seniors that and I'm blanking on uh, – uh, Howell, Case and Howell. Yep. Guys that just left their mark on the, on the program – um, and went out in a big way. You know, no, this team did not win the regional they hosted. Incredibly disappointing. Um, but I think a lot of Auburn fans are going to remember 
the 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 last month of that season, two month month and a half, yeah, yeah, of the season where Auburn got hot, came from the literal cellar of the SEC, um, and put themselves in a position to host, and where they were able to make some noise, and so uh, super exciting. We talked about it so 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 much. Another year that Butch Thompson does what he does, pulls guys in the right direction and gets them back into the postseason. Um, I think a lot of Auburn people were hope you don't want to call it a disappointment, but a lot, it is in a sense because that's the expectation Coach Butch Thompson has made for this team right. to be in Omaha, and because of the momentum, you hope they're going to carry this thing all the way into Omaha, and we'll see what happens. So it's a it's disappointing they didn't get there. Um, but that is the state of the program now. Like that is what is expected even in the SEC. And so um, just, you know, a, a really fun year with this team um, and looking forward to to next year. You know, there was a lot of talent on this program. We mentioned the ML, on the MLB draft that a lot of them will get hear their name selected here in the next few days. That's super exciting. You know, as we look into next year, there's also a lot of guys who, are committed to Auburn that might not make it to Auburn because of the MLB draft. That right. should tell you the state of recruiting and the state of um, scouting these guys our coaching staff does. And and yes, it will stink to lose them and say they will never set foot on Auburn's campus. There's been some great MLB players who uh, were committed to Auburn and never made it there because they got drafted high. Um, but you can't not go after those guys, right? Like Butch Thompson sees that talent. And uh, the unfortunate thing is professional scout saw it too. So the, <laughs> the uh, not, not unfortunate for the individual and his family, unfortunate for, for Auburn. Yes. yes. Yep. Um, but it was a ex- super exciting year. I'd, every year when Auburn baseball has this kind of year, we talked about this a little bit. It's the last big thing. Like it's the last big sport that's going on um, that a lot of Auburn people are focused on. Uh, and it just seems to be this rally to end the year that everybody's locked in on Auburn baseball. So it was no different this year. The, the thing that I love about the baseball season is Auburn family needed it this year mm-hmm. because underwhelming is an understatement for football, a yeah. little bit underwhelming for basketball at times too, for men's basketball. When we talk about the big three and you see the expectations that weren't there for baseball on the, on the grand stage, the national writers stage, nobody's expecting them to do anything. Um, questioning their pitching. Some of that seems to be true as the season gets started, but these bats just stay alive. And then when the pitching kind of starts getting itself figured out a little bit and it all kind of comes together alongside great coaching, it's amazing what can happen. And we needed the end of that season yeah. just to, Make this year not just crap. <laughs> you know, just as, <laughs> look, it, as we've trying to talk about throughout this whole series, there are great moments and great things happening all the time. And that's why we call this the Auburn experience. Because if you yep. don't value the whole experience, then you're going to be one of those grumpy, hard to deal with people on social media all the time and on message boards. Like you're just going to be an awful person, frankly. Mm. But that's why the Auburn experience is so great. It's because of moments like baseball where – even when you're having these down moments, they and they're not expected to even give you any hope. They give you that hope and watch this team overcome expectations, overcome you know, um, anything else that happened throughout the season. And uh, I enjoyed everything about it. And I will say it again. If you are question Butch Thompson at this point in his career, you do not know what you're talking about. <laughs> the man knows how to put a team together and motivate them. And that yes. is a fact. 
This is the truth. And and if you're not excited about Auburn baseball going forward, if you're still not excited about Butch Thompson being the leader of this team or excited about the recruiting process or anything with Auburn baseball, Plainsman Park, people are excited in Auburn athletics about Plainsman Park because they're getting unique and one of a kind experiences that are coming in Plainsman Park. We've hit on that two episodes or last episode. Right. Um, Auburn baseball is in an incredible spot and they're going to continue to be in an incredible spot with the commitment that the university's put in, the fan excitement, and Bush Thompson at the top. So Auburn baseball, while ended on disappointing note, it can't, it couldn't be more exciting moving forward. It is a good time to be an Auburn Tiger, especially when it comes to baseball. To round out our segment, I would be remiss if I didn't miss, mention our track and field team. We already talked about cross-country, that portion of it, for the fall. So if you're interested in that, go back and check that out. And I'll be honest with you, we're going to really cut this one short. A lot of great things happened this year. The biggest thing was a brand-new head coach in Leroy Burrell. And wow, did he change the outlook of this program. And that's not a knock on Coach Ralph Spry. A lot of great things were happening under him even before his retirement. But it's like some fresh blood came in and kind of reignited what's been there for a long time. Some mainstays stayed for a fifth year, like Maddie Malone, who ended up being a silver medalist on the NCAA championship stage. Uh, and the outdoor portion, a lot of those similar things happened in the indoor uh, portion as well. I want to just say this. If you are not paying attention to Auburn track and field, you are missing out on a major portion of the Auburn experience. So please check in this coming year, starting with cross country all the way to indoor and outdoor. I promise you, you will not regret it. Some very big and exciting things happening there. If you are an Auburn family member, that is it. That is the season review completed. Austin. We made it. You feeling good? We made it, you know, it was um, unintentionally very smart of us to drag this out over six weeks um, to cover all the sports because now we are only at the beginning of July and we only have to cover a little more time before we, we really hit uh, topics that are uh, more designed for us. So yes. everyone only has to bear with us for a couple more weeks um, <laughs> of, of whatever we're going to come up with, uh, but we did it and what a year it was, what a year we have to look forward to. Yeah, you remember the idea when I said we should do all that in, in one episode? Oh, man, horrible idea. Yeah, don't, don't ever listen to me again. I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't even know why I'm in this chair. So with that being said, thank you so much for tuning into this episode, episode 42 of the Auburn Experience. If you'd like to check in with me, you can find me at Kyle Loomis 24 on Twitter and I guess on threads now. Ooh, that's fun to do. And obviously the E2C network in all those different places. Where can they find you, sir? Yes, Austin G. Scott, Instagram, Twitter, and as you said, now threads. So come thread with me if you'd like. <laughs> Sounds so weird. I don't know how I feel about it yet, but you got to get used to it at this point. Thank you all for tuning in. Until we talk to you again, War Eagle. War Eagle.